Okay. Is we good? How I look? <laughs> sweaty. I Beautiful. look sweaty as always. <laughs> it's it's real cute. I don't know, babe. Probably always. Also, maybe while you're here, we can we can spitfire some names for my new uh, team members. You see them behind I me? I do see them. The red and the brown. They look so... I've been I've been marinating on big red. That's. I feel like that's that appropriate. Makes sense. Yeah. You know, but then you always find out that like the shit that you thought was normal is actually racist behind closed doors. There's, like I'm just trying to make really... sure there's not a double meaning to that I shit. No, that's a really good point. <laughs> I'm going to just need to do some Googling. Yeah. But Big Red is kind of where my heart is at. Okay. And then I'm trying to figure out what my brown one would be called. Um, anyway, this is podcast content. Let me stop. Chocolate Mystique. Oh, keep that in mind. See? Okay. Damn it. We should have been recording. <laughs> oh, we are oh. recording. Look at, he's ah. definitely going to put this in there. <laughs> we over here. We over here brainstorming. I was like, God damn it. This is podcast content. Stop talking, Erica. All right. I have. I just realized I didn't even do the intro to the to the uh, damn podcast. Hi, baby. Hi. Hi. Yes, it's in the kitchen. Hi, On the kitchen table. <laughs> <laughs> She's like, what? Why? Okay. <clears throat> Clear your throat. <clears> throat> what did they? What did they do? What did they do to yeah. warm up the vocals? I used to be a singer, and then you know oh. I forgot all my shit. So I don't even know. I even got my gloss on. God damn it! It's all right. You know. Oh, here it is. Look at. Look. See. Look at God. Look at. My lips be. God stay working. I put a bra on my boobs are all like. I'm proud of you. You know. I'm real like. I'm real official today. I put earrings in and shit. <laughs> Listen. I put a necklace on. I put a necklace on. Ew. And a headband. <laughs> Bam. We did it. We She's did it. Here. She's here. We succeeded today. <laughs> this was it. This is all we needed to do. Successful day. Okay. Uh, all right. Let's do this. Okay. So, hey, everybody. Welcome to the Happy Sex Talk podcast. This is OK Keep It Sexy. Hello. I got my boo, Laurel, in Hello. the building. We're going to do official intros in a second because we're about to get into this vibe. I asked Laurel what she wanted her intro mm -hmm. song to be, and we went back and forth and back and forth, and then we realized that we have a song that just fits our mood perfectly at the current moment yes. in life. And so we're going to let them sing for us. Feel it in your soul. Feel it in your spirit. <laughs> let it hit you. Let it hit you. Ready or not, let here this, I come. We're going to let you this vibe out for a minute. Gonna find you and take it slowly. Ready or not, oh, here I come. You can't hide. Gonna find you. It's hard not yeah. to get into it. I have no singing ability, but I'm gonna just listen. I got a voice or not. I'm gonna hit that voice. It's just so good on a Friday. It's cold, but this song gonna keep me warm. You see what I did? Ooh, if, I, if I could drop this mic, I would do it right now. That was fucking genius right there. Y'all can't tell me shit today. Man, that was a great, that was a great play on the, I like it, I like it. I like where we went there. Okay, so we going, hey, 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 hey. All right. I'm very, very, very excited to have you here today. I'm excited to be here. First off, this is like, we... We have meetings on Zoom two times a week <laughs> Yep, for work purposes <laughs> slash, you know, check-ins for all the things. But then mainly, this is like the first time I've seen you in person in a year, and this That's is really exciting. Insane. So you're fully vaccinated at this point, yes, right? Yes, From the, from the uh, <laughs> me and David call it the Moderna. <laughs> Shout out to Saturday Night Live skits. Um, <laughs> Dave and I are one shot in of the Moderna. <laughs> Uh, we will be fully vaccinated by the end of this month. Amen. Yes. Um, and so we decided that we felt comfortable. We ain't, neither of us have really left the house other than to drop babies off. Right. To right. places. So we felt comfortable being in the same space. I'm glad we got to do this. I'm glad Thank you for agreeing. Here. See your face. I know, girl. You in real life. <laughs> in real life. I mean, we pretty on Zoom. We got these cute little backgrounds and stuff, but like, it's just so different. It's just so different. Um, okay, so... 
uh, as some of you already know, this is, like I said, the OK Keep It Sexy podcast. We try to keep things light and fun. Sometimes shit get deep because it got to go there, right? And we let it. And we let it because that's work that needs to be done anyway. And some of y'all may get something from those moments. We are we are a storytelling, uh, hopefully, format of a blog here. Or, I mean, of a podcast. <laughs> shit. I'll get it together one day. <laughs> uh, we are a storytelling type of podcast. And so... Um, hopefully through us sharing our stories, y'all, uh, relate and, um, maybe learn a thing or two Mm -hmm. or find a different way or a different, uh, you know, perspective to think about things that you've experienced and gone through. So I appreciate y'all tuning in. My name is Erica Butler. I am the Okay Keep a Sexy podcast host, and you are Laurel Gurrier. Hey, go ahead and tell us a little about a little bit about who you are, oh what you do, gosh. where you're from, all you the know, things, all the things, all the things. Give us the rundown. Um, I am Laurel. I <laughs> am married <laughs> to an amazing husband, Frankie. I have two little ones. Shout out to the fam. Nay and Omari, who Woo. are just everything. Yes. Okay. Yes, they are. Um, I am a doula. I am yes. a podcast co-host, creator. Uh-huh. Yes. I was a giraffe in a past life. What? I know it. I know it deep in my soul. Wait a minute. Pause. Um, Break that. What you mean? How you know? I just know. I love giraffes on a whole different You know, that's, level. Emory's, that's Emory's spirit animal. See? You know, I just really, me and giraffes are yeah, one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I can, I can dig it. I can dig it. What else? I'm also a special education family advocate. There we go. And yeah, yeah. I think. Where are you from? Oh, I'm from Columbus, Ohio. <laughs> <laughs> Where your people stay? <laughs> no, we ain't gonna do that. We ain't gonna drop neighborhoods right now. That's not what we're about here. That's not what we're about here. Um, so you mentioned that you have a podcast. I want you to talk about that just a little bit. Yes. I know you do that with Danny. And so, you know, we love us. Yes. Danny, Danny is my soul shout sister. Out, shout out to Danny. We Danny. love you, um, Just tell me a, yes. you know, a little bit about the inspiration for the podcast, why y'all felt like that podcast and these voices and these stories needed to be told like what makes your podcast unique from all the other like you know birth related yeah so it is a birth storytelling podcast um specifically for um the BIPOC family community um no matter who you are what your birth story is Mm -hmm. looked like didn't look like you wanted to be or not to be it is a space to celebrate mourn um find joy with um just Danny and I yep. it's an interview slash storytelling yeah. format yeah. Um, we have questions but it is a space um, of just allowing people to share their story in the way that needs to be shared uh, the inspiration came from Danny and I attending um, a doulas of color training and okay. just saw in that moment how many people wanted to share their story right. and wanted to connect in that way and um, at the time when we started it, we really didn't see any other platforms mm-hmm. allowing the space for that. So we were yeah. like, all right, well, yeah, we're going to Google how to start yep. a podcast. Yep. Sure enough, that. sure <laughs> enough. And did that and did that. Yes. I mean, I, I know what the podcast has done for me, not only as a guest to like be able to share my story with your listeners, but then as somebody who listens to the podcast on a regular day, on a regular basis, um, and knows a lot of people that you have on the podcast, right? A lot yes. of people are already village and family to me. So being able to hear them share their stories is super powerful. It's a very emotional thing. Um, and I know what it's done for my soul. So if y'all are if y'all are into it, look it up. What's the name again? Birth Stories in Color. Hey, and where yes. can they hear it? On all the platforms. All the platforms. All, all, the platforms. all of them. But all the platforms. If you want to go directly, you can head to our website and get it directly from there. <laughs> Boom. Boom. There it is. There it is. All right, so I brought Laurel here today because, as you can see, we already family. And so conversations about sex flow better with people that you already feel connected to. Now, I have these fire round questions. Y'all know how I do when I bring guests onto the podcast. I got these fire round questions, and your girl ain't seen them yet. (laughs) She said she wanted to be surprised. So you may or may not. surprises, but now I'm Don't be scared. I told you I ain't gonna put you in the hot seat. You're okay. They ain't too. They're not too far out there. Not too far out there. And you can always say no. We can sit friendly in this house. I ain't gonna Amen. make. You, I'm not gonna make you do something you don't want to do. That's not the vibe of happy sex talk. Come on now. Um, we try to affirm everyone's stories. Be as positive as possible. It wouldn't yes. make sense for me to force you to answer these questions. 
Um, so yes, I just felt like Laurel was a great option for a guest for me. Um, because not only did I want an excuse to share physical space with her, <laughs> I, just, <laughs> I just knew that we were going to have a great conversation. So we're going to do these fire round questions and then we're going to get into some, into some fun, a fun range of topics. Okay. We'll kind of maybe weave in and out of some things that are happening currently in the world. Um, but, uh, we're going to start off with some fun stories. Are you okay. ready? I'm ready. You need to take a deep breath. You need David to bring you a shot or something. You good? I mean, I, I know it, early. I know it's 11 a.m., but it's, it's five o'clock somewhere. Ain't that what the song said? Shit. <laughs> just in case. No, I'm just playing. Okay. So I'll, I'll do a, I'll do a fun one. Um, who, no. What's your funniest sexual experience? Funniest? Funniest. That you can that you can think or you can remember slash think of. <laughs> I think the first time I ever queefed. Mm. Yep. I still felt Speak like when it. that happened, I was Speak unclear of what that was. What? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I mean, of course we don't talk about right. it. Right. And yeah. I was like, I knew that that was a thing that could happen. Right. Just from friends randomly talking about it or like <laughs> I was about to be like, how did you know? how did you know that that was a thing? Because I for sure did not First time it happened to me, I was like, the fuck? What end did that come out of? <laughs> what luckily, just happened? Luckily, I was, you know, that was a rela- I was with my husband, no, not husband at that <laughs> at time, time, but, but with someone who, who I love, <laughs> and was, we were very comfortable with each other that when it occurred, we both kind of just were like, oh, okay. Oh, well, that's new. Well, All right. Um, well, I feel like we really can move on. About- <laughs> yeah. Right. Listen, I, and I think, you know, I think that's one of the best things. I love this question because I think oftentimes people forget that like sex can be fucking funny. Right. right. Like, it, you're a, it, I mean, there's gonna like sex can be very awkward. It doesn't right. matter if you've been with that person for, for like for the first time for five years, 15 years, 20 years, exactly. whatever. It doesn't matter. Like sex can be funny because shit is funny. Your body you does funny things. Basically farted out of your vagina. I mean, Air farting pocket. is funny, and then to air like, pockets just... are a thing. Fart, farting is very <laughs> funny. Listen, you thought you got it all out, and then you in the middle, and you like, oh damn, I'm about to fart. Right, and it man's... wasn't like once; like it happened, and then there right. was like small pause, and then it kept happening. And, kept and I was happening. like, yeah, so that, we this just is just roll through this. Yeah, this is just where we at right now. Congratulations. <laughs> This is, we've experienced this together. We're going to bond on this right. later. For now, we'll laugh and then we'll move on. Like, love you. Love you. <laughs> Memory forever. <laughs> that's, that's funny. Well, I'm glad that it wasn't an embarrassing experience. No. That you embraced no, it I was and that it was that. a fun thing. That's good to know. Okay, okay. Uh, Let's see. Mm. Okay, who's your favorite sexually liberated icon? Like, of all time, doesn't have to be somebody who we consider an icon now. Living, dead, or ancestral <laughs> plane wherever they may exist wow mm-hmm. i love this question everybody's answers are so different i kind of have mm-hmm. a couple i was gonna say as many as you need because i could already tell i was like she ain't gonna have one i had a thought in my head and it's like, also interesting because i think this question like everybody's um mindset around what a sexually liberated oh, right. icon is yes. right for me the first one that comes to mind is prince of course, which I mean, RIP five years, right? right? Just the right. other day. Ooh. Right. Bless it. But like, yeah, to just see Prince in yeah. his freedom. Absolutely. Love. Absolutely. Absolutely love. Absolutely. Um, yeah. Yes. I mean, that is an individual who just embraced everything. Right. right. And, and, and outwardly, at least, I mean, obviously I didn't know the man personally, right. but outwardly <laughs> appeared to like be unapologetic as fuck exactly. about it. Exactly. Exactly. And like, it, and if I can, and if I can be so bold as to say that, um, I feel like, you know, unapologetic and intentional, right? right. Like the, the point right. of the point of some of it was to make people uncomfortable so that they would think about sexuality and the way it's presented on a male body right. in a different way. Right. Because of course the initial reaction is like, Oh my God, he must be gay. Right. But like that is very far as far as we know from the right. case. Right. And so what I love about Prince is that he showed this other end of the spectrum of what masculinity, black masculinity can mm-hmm. really look like. So he's for sure a sexually liberated icon. Love and I think whether Prince. people realize it or not, he has touched everyone. <laughs> He, he may not, not be. He may not you, be your favorite. Questions. He has touched your soul for sure, right? <laughs> he has touched your soul. Whether you agree with these movies or not, they are fucking classics. Yes. I mean, they're trash, but they're classics. 
you know but that's that's the, that's what makes them classics because we know that they're horrible but it's prince so we're going to love them regardless exactly come on okay so that's your first one who else you got so there's prince um there's i mean we were talking about this i said that my intro was maybe gonna be one of her songs uh-huh. but sade Ooh. and like frankie really Bring it introduced in. me to sade and there's just this like mm-hmm. this sense of sensuality about Absolutely. her and just this smoothness yeah. to it that yeah. like what i envision when i'm walking into a room like that's what i envision <laughs> i look like i know it's not girl it is that's if you what say i'm it is. embodying <laughs> when it, i'm walking be in shade, i'm like be shade, this, be is, this is what you're doing yeah. <laughs> This is happening. Yes. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 I mean, I think at, at one point, at, at least one point during a sexual experience, I for sure thought I was Sade. And couldn't nobody tell me different. Right. I mean, she's amazing. Okay. So I totally get that. Yes. So, um, yeah, those two are at the top. Um. There's this, I can't remember which live performance. Mm. Um, I'll have to share it with you on Instagram that I'm thinking about. And people may be like, um, Nina Simone, like, why would you? And I'm like, Nina. Everything just... about Nina just brings my soul happiness. And like, I mean, truthfully, David got me hip to Nina. I can't lie about that. I didn't know about Nina until my early 20s when I met him. But there's just something about, you know, seeing someone who's just like, I don't give a fuck. Yeah. <laughs> Yep. about what you have to say. I'm going to express my music. Mm-hmm. I'm going to express my mm-hmm. opinion. And that to me is also a way of being sexually liberated Absolutely. because there's power um, in the use of your, whether that be your voice yeah. and music yeah. or that be your body. Um, yep. There is sexual power Absolutely. within that. Not if, if it's not for an audience, whether it be your partner or yeah. the masses, or but even, even just for yourself. For yourself. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, no. So I, those three, I agree. Those three. Yeah, Nina. Whew. Nina, Nina. Yeah, man, I could get lost in. <laughs> I could get lost in Nina's music for like days, right? Like really, right? Her and Phyllis Hyman. I mean, I just. I don't care how long the songs be. Phyllis, sing it, <laughs> sing it for days. Sing it for days, honey. And I mean, I'm even talking like, let me go to the Broadway stuff for Phyllis Hyman. Let me find you out here like scatting and, and doing all the things. I mean, yes. she's, I mean, just, oh my God. So yes, I totally, yes. I'm, I'm so for I'll all of three. I'm, I'm, only, I'm for three. all of those, mm-hmm. of those icons. I love that. Yes. Okay. So let's do this one. Uh, what was your first porno or porno-esque or porno-adjacent um you know experience what was that like can you remember (laughs) (laughs) yeah we switch gears like that fire around girl you gotta be prepared for everything oh my gosh i don't even know i mean i'm gonna be real honest like uh, porno was is like kind of scary to me (laughs) yeah girl shit it's scary to me to not teach sex education because the shit is not real it's like, so, what is happening? No, your body cannot so, ejaculate across a room. I'm not even it's sure terrifying. I've ever had an experience close to that because I was quite terrified uh-huh. of like, I don't, that doesn't look like it feels good. That doesn't, <laughs> <laughs> I, I was told to say you're supposed <laughs> to feel good and y'all, this just, this isn't matching up. First off. <laughs> First off, the fact that you're messaging about sex was that it was meant to feel good is amazing because that's not a message that most, at least black women or women in general get. Um, but that's, yes, mad concerns. Yeah. So concerns. I don't know if I've had anything um, close <laughs> to that because I'm always like, ooh, well, we want to stray you know, away I did, from I that. Didn't, I didn't say it was a great experience. Right. I'm just asking about the first experience. There was no qualifier on what the first experience was like. So if it was terrifying, that's fine. Break that down. That's what I'm saying. It didn't have to be a pleasurable experience with porn. I just mean your very first, you know, like, did you just happen to come across it? Or did it like... Was it like a pop up on the internet, or did like a oh, partner try no, to no, play no, no, you no. some? It or was like, definitely was like, your roommate into it, 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 or like <laughs> what's the what was your intro? You know what I'm saying? It was definitely um, it was in college for me. Okay, and I was very close with a lot of football players, okay. and so I just one day happened to enter a room and was like, interesting. Yes. Okay. 
There was like a group of them sitting yes. around watching it like, like it was an actual fucking like, right. And like, I was like, movie I don't from understand. Lionsgate. Let's talk like, about this. <laughs> <laughs> Let's like, what this. is actually Let's happening? Sit down. Um, oh my so and somebody I know, explained I to me late what to I was the game because there were definitely people who had experienced right, right, right. porn before that, yeah. but I was. Yeah, that was how I was. Introduced. Yeah, you know, it's it's just it's so funny to me because now, you know, porn will find a kid like in yeah. a heartbeat. Right. Because it they it just will. That's very. And true. to access a porn site, it's like all you got to do is check this box to be like, yeah, I bet I'm over 18. Right. <laughs> like, there's no way to no actually, one's actually monitor like, that. Click all the squares yeah. that have a yep. flashlight. In right. It. And right. Then it's like, yeah. Oh, yeah. Right. You're not a robot. Yeah. And you're over 18. Right. Yeah. 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 So, you know, as a as a young adult, like going into figuring out what sex really was, watching like what is mainstream porn gives you a very skewed idea yeah. of what sex is supposed to be. Yeah. But it does follow the societal norms of like it's not meant to be pleasurable for the female. Right. Like the female is very much an object. Right. That's just there to satisfy yeah. whatever individual with a penis happens to exist in the room or the multiple individuals that happen to exist in the room with a penis. Right. Um, you know, they're just meant to be eye candy and something to like ogle. It's not about female pleasure at all. So that's why ethical porn is a whole field right. of like amazing shit. Right. right. And it's done by feminists right. of all shapes, sizes, colors, whatever backgrounds. Right. Um, and so, you know, I try to be I try to be pubbing the the ethical Stay porn ethical, as much y'all. as as much as Stay possible ethical. because because it makes my job harder when y'all watch the mainstream shit Stay and you internalize ethical. these messages of <laughs> the patriarchy. Scary. Read my mug, zoom in, <laughs> woo child. The patriarchy, it's all up in that porn <laughs> industry, honey. All up in it. Okay, so that ended up being a good question. Okay, you have a time machine. Okay. All right. What moment in your sexual journey are you going back? To either, oh, I'm still working on having the mic, getting used to the mic. I'm not drinking this time, y'all. This is really just I accidentally hit the mic. This is tea. Uh, what moment are you going back to change, re-experience, or kind of like warn yourself about? Wow. Mm-hmm. Mm. I, love I don't even, I don't even necessarily think it's the experience. I think it's the conversation around when to experience or got you okay when to start oh see look see it just when to start experiencing sex okay right so yeah so break that down so you know like like, when did that happen for you my parents were always very honest about sex right i for sure could go to more so my mom to her to talk about the things and felt comfortable but it was from a standpoint like i came from the standpoint of like you wait to have sex until you're married Uh um our sex education classes were trash Mm -hmm. um like like most (laughs) (laughs) yeah and you grew up in the church right and i did grow up in the church Uh so there wasn't a real (laughs) conversation there's all that a real conversation (laughs) about what um what's your decision around sex right there was this very much pressure of Uh this is what everybody else is saying about when you should start exploring sex right um and i think when i got to a point of okay well i know that i don't want to listen to everyone else and i kind of want to do it on my my terms i think some of my decisions still on who i was engaging with Uh or what that was supposed to look like there was this constant battle of like feeling guilty got you right uh-huh. yeah or like well you're not supposed to be doing this anyway so that's maybe why it's bad yeah, or yeah, such yeah. And such. So, right. never, so actually not um being true to what it was it actually something that i was ready for yeah 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 or right. was it because i just there was too much of trying to figure out what was appropriate mm-hmm. or right yeah i hope that I ramble mean, made what sense. no 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 what i hear from that is a lot of shame Right. Right. Like having it based in a lot of shame and Mm -hmm. like shame breeds insecurity. Right. And so when you get these messages of like, this is what you're supposed to do with any message, I'm not even just talking about sex. I mean, like don't eat dessert before dinner type messages. Right. right? Even that type of shit. And then you find yourself trying to sneak a cookie when your parents back is to you because you really want that Oreo or that chips away before it before dinner. Then you innately feel guilty for right. doing something that brings you pleasure. Right. Right. So I'm so what I'm saying is like even like growing up, right? Any anything that brings us pleasure is usually bringing us pleasure in the event of like defying mm. what the messaging is around that thing. Right. So then our association with pleasure is guilt. 
yeah. and shame and whatever. So I think, you know, when you're going through those experiences and you're having the feelings of shame and doubt, like those kind of go hand in hand, yeah. right? Because you're doing something that like you've been told is not what you're supposed to be doing at the time, but you feel ready to do right. it. And you feel like you prepared yourself mentally to make this decision for yourself and for your body. But because society doesn't allow us to feel comfort in that right. liberation, it shames us for feeling that we don't ever trust our own instincts. Right. So, so then it's like, nobody really ever knows if they're ever fucking ready because we don't live in a society that breeds like exactly. the space for us to know that exactly. for ourselves. Exactly. Right. And then, and then we're in an, a very abstinence only based society. So then when people do end up engaging in sexual activity, they don't know how to properly protect themselves. And then right. people want to wonder why there's like super gonorrhea and super syphilis and you know, pregnancies all over the place. Yeah. And people don't understand what's happening with their bodies because right. nobody's talking to them about anything. Right. Right. So, you know, it's, yeah, it's all, it's all rooted in that, but definitely I get you. Like if you, you go back and kind of change the, change the way that the conversation went, is that right. what you're saying? Yeah. 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 Maybe like be more confident to ask questions, like right to be like, okay, right. but also like, I feel like I'm here, so I don't understand why that can't be validated exactly. <laughs> and why that doesn't have value. Exactly. Cause you trust me in every other sense of the word trust of my me life. On this. Right. Trust me this on this. This is the one thing that you should really trust me the most. Trust though. me. But, okay, got you. This is one of my favorite <laughs> questions to end on. Are you ready? Okay. What is your strongest sexual asset? Break it down. Wow. Mm-hmm. Yep. While we out here talking about liberation. And What's my strongest <laughs> sexual asset? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> You know, it's really funny because <sighs> we often don't really think about it. No. Right? But, like, this is something that we, like, as women should know. Wow. Right? Because if we're taking, if we're really having sex that is based on our needs and our skill sets and, like, yeah. where we feel comfortable, we should know what our best sexual asset is. Wow. So then it makes me question, because when I ask this question to everybody, I can't say that I effectively know either. <laughs> I'm not. I'm saying. I'm saying this as like a, I'm still processing this shit right, too. Right. Right. But I'm out here thinking that I'm having liberated ass sex no, with my husband, I know and then I'm, I'm having, realizing like, in this moment that like I mean I'm I'm confused. I may have multiples. First off. Yeah. But then also like because I'm not confident on which one <laughs> may stand out the most. <laughs> It's like, do I really know? And then my question is like, am I having the type of sex that I really fucking want? Like, I'll go down the, the <laughs> send me but down, you know the, what send I me was down the tunnel. Say, <laughs> I think it also like ebb and flows, right? Like, oh, of course. One, yeah. sex in general when yes. you're you're with your partner, right? Yes. When you f first start engaging in right. sex, might look different. Yes, of course. And yeah. your asset might be different there. Yes, yes. When you your asset your should definitely be a fluid thing. <laughs> yes, when your yeah. relationship shifts. Yeah. Um, whether you do expand your family. Yeah. That has a huge yeah 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 shift on what sex yeah. might look like. Yeah. I, I mean, mean I, the what the one asset I do know is that our sex is out of love. Yes. So very true. that is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Coming from me, that yeah. that is a place of love and pleasure. Yeah. To my husband. Yeah. So I would. And to yourself. And to myself. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yes. Yeah. Yes. You know me. I'm only going to be right. over here advocating. Yes. Yes. Um, <laughs> Yourself first and then them second. <laughs> because that's how it should be. Um, so those three things for sure. Yeah. Right. So I can give you those three. Okay. But okay. So then I'm about can you, can you, rest. <laughs> can you think about maybe what you think your your best sexual sexual asset is and currently in this state of your relationship what do you think it is or what do you feel like it is for you i mean i think i'm a dancer so i got some like <laughs> pop like it drop it we were sharing this before pop like it drop it hey pop like it drop it go laurel hey 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 I love it. I'm a dancer, so you know what I'm saying? I can just drop it on him real quick. Bow. What you want now? Middle of the room. Kids at school. Bow. Drop it. We'll be back in 30 minutes, y'all. Like, that's great. I love it. I love it. Yeah, no, I mean, I think it's definitely important to understand that, yes, your sexual, your favorite sexual asset will definitely be fluid because everything about your sexuality is fluid. Right. It is ever-changing. Uh, it is ever evolving. And if it is not, then you're just not asking yourself. 
yeah you know true questions or you're not investigating like what pleases you and what feels good and like some people just feel like okay well this worked for me when i was 25 why doesn't it work for me when i'm 45 right it's like well you don't have the same body no things are different your interests are different your body these these (laughs) knees jesus i used to have meg knees and then what happened was life uh, life. and now i don't have meg knees i feel like i got geriatric knees and (laughs) so you know i'm glad that you I'm glad that you brought that up because I'm sure in the work that you do as well, a lot of like, you know, counseling that you may do with families and especially with postpartum like moms mm-hmm. is like kind of figuring out what that realm of your life right. looks like now right. with new additions into the household, with new bodies to come right. from. And, you know, a birthing experience can be very traumatic. And so yep. like finding yourself again, I've talked to a couple of people um on the podcast about what that process was like, like after birth, kind of finding your sexual yeah. being again. Yeah. That's a whole process in and of itself. And you just got to let that shit take as much time as it needs to take and hope let you it know, take its time and just be honest and honest open with and your partner. Ex- that's it. About what your needs are and where you're at. And yeah, you know, just let it flow for sure. Ebbs and flows. I like Ebbs that. I flows. like that. Okay. So that's my fire round questions. I ain't got Woo! no more. You good? <laughs> take, you made it. Woo! You survived child. <laughs> you did it. <laughs> We here. We on the other side. <laughs> now we talking about other shit. Oh, Lord. <laughs> so I think it's important to note that we are recording this podcast on Vagina Appreciation Day. Um, and the plan currently is that it's going to air during May's National Masturbation Month. So it only feels right to ask you this next question, which is um, what's one of the moments in your life where you felt the like where you felt the proudest of your vagina? Well, you were like, damn, girl, twice. you did that thing. Twice. twice. <laughs> I think I know the answer to this one. When my humans. <laughs> when those humans came were out. Were birthed. Uh-huh. Through this, this vessel. This vessel. This vessel, amen. <laughs> yep. Mm. Yes. Yes. Absolutely. That is the proudest. Yes, yes. Two whole humans. Two whole humans, yep. Okay. Like, you did that, bitch. You did that, vagina. Go ahead. You did that. You did that. Yeah. You bad. You bad. You bad. You bad. You bad. You bad. It's a different. It's a different level of appreciation. Now I am a two-time C-section mama, so I didn't necessarily have that experience. However, I still feel the same about my body in general. Okay. Right, because that is like a major surgery, no matter what anybody fucking tells you. Okay. You have cut through and sutured back seven layers of okay. tissue and move muscle organs. We move some, some organs around. Shit don't never feel the same. <laughs> Shit didn't go back where it was meant to go from before. <laughs> Let me tell y'all. Let me tell y'all. The shit don't return to its original spot. Do you get what I'm saying? That's not how that shit works out when they pull. Anyway, that's that's not why we're here today. Um, so yes, no, I completely, I completely yes. agree. Yes, the proudest moment. Yeah. Now, what about the proudest moment that's related to sex? What you think? <laughs> don't look at the, look. She looked dead in the camera like I'm about to share some shit. I was ready. Like, go ahead, Lord. <laughs> I'm gonna get real, y'all. <laughs> I mean, I think it's a whole body thing, but any time that my husband is is pleasured or happy, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. like you did that, <laughs> and also myself, okay, proud of me for doing the thing, okay, <laughs> yeah, yes. Wait, you proud of your vagina for? Wait, oh, oh, you talking about with sex? You yeah, mean right. With sex. I went to oral. That's where my brain <laughs> was at. So I was like, wait. So while you. Nope. Give a head, you proud of your vagina? I mean, that's cool. I ain't mad at the connection. I'm just making sure that I understand where we at. <laughs> I answered her question. I, she, she did took it to a whole. She different answered level. my question. I went to a. You whole, took it to a whole different level. Different level. I must have still been thinking about my favorite <laughs> sexual asset. That's what I must have been. <laughs> Praise him. You went it on yourself. Praise him. <laughs> I just I went on my own. Uh, <laughs> went on my own journey there. <laughs> Just, you know, for a second. Okay. Well, that's good. Oh, my I like God. It. I like it. I like it. That's good. That's good. Okay. So. so your I'm own just, little look, adventure. Look, yeah. Just, you know, I'm just on my own little roller coaster in my brain right now. So I think, um, you know, we talked, we talked a little bit about some of these topics, but one of the things that I really want to talk about is orgasms because first off, do you know how many there are? No. <laughs> Please educate us, me and all the people. Well, I mean, we gonna we gonna we gonna talk about there, there's 25 different options now. Wow. Some of these include like 
corgasms, which is like having an orgasm while you're working out or having an orgasm while you give birth or like, you know, so right, things, right, 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 so right. Things okay. That like okay. Don't necessarily happen to every human being, but they right. are orgasms that do exist in the realm of orgasms. Right. If I was having orgasms, you know, exercising, I might exercise. I might exercise a little more. <laughs> I just might. I should have had my. I should have had my image up. Of, oh wait, son, look. See, this is how. This is how the ancestors work. They got it right here. Wow. So this is the. This is. I mean, y'all can't see this because it's on my laptop, but Laurel can see it. <laughs> wow. So, twenty-five different types of different orgasms. Now you know there's there's some that are like specific to different parts of your body. So like right, the A right. spot, O spot, P spot, and U spot. Now they break First those all, down. They break those down to like different specific parts, but they're all kind of within the same region. Okay. So it's like if you're experiencing one of them, you may be experiencing multiples of them. I'm not really sure because they're all really close together. Okay. So like anyway, uh, there will it's National Masturbation Month when this is posting. You'll find out about these orgasms. I'm not like going to hold this information the, to us. The ace spot? <laughs> I have always it's said anterior. that sexual education <laughs> failed us all. It did. It failed I'm it failed very us all. excited for yes. what it, sexual ed has become yes. and is offering. Yes. Okay? Absolutely. Just. Amen to that. Amen to that. Um. So, yes, there is, you know, like clitoral, there's vaginal, there's a blended, mm -hmm. there's a fusion, there's a G-spot, there's cervical, anal, frenulum, and then, like I said, A-spot, O-spot, P-spot, U-spot, there's squirting, mm -hmm. there's a full body orgasm. Right, okay. There's a hands-free orgasm, and then there's also a, a chunk of people who can have an orgasm just from nipple stimulation. Okay, okay. Or, like, an oral or, like, a kissing orgasm, so sometimes for people kissing over an extended right. amount of time can get not them. me that's not kissing you stresses me <laughs> um skin a skin orgasm is just like you know being able to come to orgasm from someone kind of like touching okay. your skin okay ever so gently you know what i mean right uh the corgasm like i'm talking about <coughs> a mental or a fantasy orgasm which is like you can just kind of like in your mind like go into a fantasy wow. world and and then kind of induce or experience an orgasm through your own like fantasy um energy is more like an energy orgasm is more related to like tantric stuff okay um you got pelvic birth a breath which is also kind of tantric related so like being able to connect to your this is where mo would be in for this she coming on the podcast too i got her <laughs> recording next wednesday yes we talk about that breath orgasm <laughs> um, but learning about you know breathing in a way that kind of helps you experience orgasms and then of course there's spontaneous orgasms which in some cases is an actual like medical condition that is really like not a great thing for people because it's oh, like you wow. never know when you can experience an orgasm and it can end up being painful or like you know impacting yeah. your whole life but then there's also instances where it's not so severe and yeah <clears throat> um, it can still be a pleasurable experience so this is the list of 25 that's on my computer right now don't y'all worry don't feel left out okay <laughs> i like i said i'm gonna break these down <laughs> just make sure you keep following you'll find them out we're gonna talk about each of them at some point over <clears throat> national masturbation yes Month. amen to may keep doing a lot of amens today it just feels right you know what i'm saying we talking about a lot of things that i want to <laughs> that i just feel like need a yeah behind it you know <sighs> so let's talk about orgasms for a second like what what is what's your experience around like you know your like or like your experience around how women should experience orgasms does that make sense like what your messaging was what your understanding of yeah. orgasms was you say you grew up in a in a pretty open and like positive yes, I would, household. My, my, so. Yeah, it was open and positive. Um, and again, for like, I knew I could go to my parents with questions. Uh -huh. That doesn't mean that you always would. Of course. Yeah. Life. Right. Because it's still and your it's parents. still your. Yeah. That's weird. Um, yeah. But when it came to like specifics of like, how does sex feel? How would that feel? That wasn't something that I was going to like family about yeah. um there were friends who might have been i mean for me many of my friends maybe they just weren't sharing yeah we weren't um talking about sex got you say like high school right it, it wasn't until college that there yeah. was real conversations yeah. around what that was like yeah. and so like the only two ways that i knew then that you could have orgasms was like clitoral or yeah. um g-spot yeah yes uh -huh. that was it yeah like and that was the goal right yeah. um mm -hmm. and then also the conversation around like okay if you didn't orgasm 
then you still had to show up as if you did right so uh-huh. then this so like the faking it the faking it concept, yeah. um and which is how we got to the orgasm gap of today you know just like not being able to be honest about like if it one wasn't actually like feeling all that good yeah or two that it's still okay like if the other person did that's still fine as long as you're okay with that right like it can still be a pleasurable experience or maybe well Mm. let's keep going so that we can both be on the same page so we can Um, figure this out together but i i do think yeah learning how to be open and honest about that also comes from having a partner that you can be open and honest about that with. Yeah. 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 So yeah. Yeah. Fair enough. Fair enough. Yeah. I mean, I, you know, I didn't even, uh, I mean, for me, I didn't even realize that sex was meant to be pleasurable for me until I don't know, like halfway through my freshman year of college, maybe. Mm -hmm. Um, I was also late to the sex game. So same, (laughs) you know, I, I, I was trying to, um, I was trying to catch up for lost time. (laughs) <laughs> and I need I I should but, say we should also not even say late, right? Well, yeah. I mean, like, yes, what I mean, I guess we, what we I guess no, you're it. you're very right. I yes, let me reframe that. Thank you. I I was late in the sense of like in high school all of my friends were coming to me asking me questions mm-hmm. about sex and relationships and I was the one person who was not having sex and also like more often than not not in a relationship. It's like the And show. I kept asking like, yeah. I kept asking, like, what the fuck are y'all coming to me for? Like, I don't know. So, of course, I found the CDC website, like, hella soon. (laughs) CDC says. Because I was like, let me, you know, let me go ahead and find the information for y'all. Like, I want to be able to help. You know what I mean? And so uh, it was just a very interesting (laughs) turn of events for me. (laughs) But I really didn't even understand that, like, orgasms for me were a thing. Mm. Right? Like, for my body, I didn't really understand that, like, my body was capable of experiencing that level of pleasure. Because, first off, nobody talked to me about sex in a realm of pleasure at all. Got it. Um, And the people that I had had sex with up until that point gave zero fucks about whether or not stuff was pleasurable for me. Right. Give or take a couple of partners who like, you know, went above and beyond on some instances with other things. But like, it just wasn't when it came to like sex, like penetrative sex, my pleasure was not right. necessarily taken into consideration. And kind of like you're saying, like, I didn't know to speak up for myself and be like, okay, this shit don't, is this supposed to feel some type of way? <laughs> like, I'm, you know, like no shade, but like, <laughs> what am I supposed to be feeling right, right. now? Right. What is supposed to be happening? Right. Right. And right. So, Um, you know, I think we're just in a, this is where like, we've been talking about this open and honest communication, right? We have this orgasm gap issue because people in our society do not advocate for women or people with vaginas to speak up when shit don't feel right Right. or when, you know, you're not experiencing pleasure in a sexual encounter. And so, um, then it ends up being that like the individuals with penises have all the orgasms. Right. And then people with vaginas is just out here like, okay, well, great. Because most of us, I think it's only like 15, 10 or 15% of women or people with vaginas experience a, um, an orgasm when it's penetrative sex only, and Mm -hmm. it doesn't involve any additional stimulation. Right. So if you're thinking about just the act of penetration and just a vaginal orgasm, there's so few and far between. It's not surprising that oftentimes people with vaginas don't have that orgasm experience now it's also very true that an orgasm is not always meant to be the goal of sex that too right Right. because intimacy exists on all different planes and right avenues so that's not to say that you know you should be advocating for an orgasm every single time if that's what you want you like it i love it like i'm just saying don't define your successfulness in sexual experiences by having an orgasm every time because a great sexual experience can be pleasurable without an orgasm. Right. Right. So, you know, it's just kind of figuring out like what that, you know, how to kind of navigate that. Right. Because you want to advocate for people to speak up for themselves and to be like, girl, you deserve to feel that clear. Orgasm. Right. You, you deserve to feel that <laughs> full body experience. You deserve to get this. You, you need to know. Yes. What you spot feel like, you need, yes. You know, you got to be able to, I want you to have those experiences for right. sure. But if you don't know, first off that you are allowed to quote unquote, right. right? Or that your body is even capable of doing it because nobody fucking talks about right. it. That's why I'm so open about masturbation and orgasms. And like, that's why that's my shit because it's like, I need people to know that like, you also don't need a partner to experience right. these things for yourself. You can, you can like, you know, explore your own body, like right. be fucking like inquisitive, you right. know, like figure out what's going on with your body, figure out what feels good, figure out what you like, what you don't like, because 
your partner is not responsible for your pleasure. Mm -hmm. Like you're the only one that can tell them what feels good and what doesn't. Right. So if you don't speak up about what feels good to you and what you're liking and what you don't like, then you can't get mad that you ain't having good sex because you, if you don't know yourself, you can't speak up about it or you're choosing not to share the knowledge that you have. (laughs) And I do feel like masturbation is definitely, um, a complete, like, completely different area when we talk about sex like oh, it's yeah. not included in what yeah. sex is or yeah. what sex education yeah. is and like there yeah. i didn't know like that was not a part of, of the course. sex education of that course. i was getting yeah. from my parents or from yeah school yeah 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 right um, yeah that and I mean, masturbation it's, it's, you know as a, a f- as a comprehensive sex educator i don't mean to cut you off but it's good <clears throat> as somebody who advocates for comprehensive sex ed it's still it's like an awkward it's not i shouldn't say awkward for me it's not awkward to broach the topic of pleasure right. with high schoolers but when i'm talking to minors right who are who have parents that like want to know what the fuck i'm talking to their kids about sometimes it's like okay i'm gonna talk to your kids about pleasure and the people are like wait a minute um what you like what do you mean yeah and it's like i'm going to talk about the fact that your body can experience it that sex is meant to be more than procreation your job at home is to talk about the values and morals around that that you believe, and then it's up to your child to decide what they want for themselves. Right, right. I provide information, knowledge, and alternate perspectives. Right. <laughs> as a comprehensive sex educator, like that's my job. I do not teach morals. I do not teach values. That is not my. That is not my. This jam. is what happens to your yeah, body. Yeah, so absolutely. you know and aren't surprised. So you know and aren't surprised, and also so that you understand that what's happening to your body is happening to other bodies as right. well whether it looks exactly the same or not right all of the things are happening to all of the bodies because right. bodies are fucking weird <laughs> like <laughs> sometimes shit just happens that we don't understand right but that's terrifying if you don't know that like your body could potentially experience this one thing i mean i don't have an example in, in mind but like your body could be experiencing this one thing and you don't know what it is it's right. terrifying if right. nobody's talked to you about it before you don't even know that it's something that your body's capable right. of like i just ran five miles yeah, and i'm right. orgasming what what is happening <laughs> it's so confusing like you know so i mean and i and i think that kind of goes to you know like our experiences growing up about like the messages around our bodies right right and so like what what was like what was your kind of experience overall about the the body like messaging was it positive was it negative was it like did it cause doubt or did it cause confidence like, i mean where were you kind of at in your it was definitely i definitely came from a body positive family uh-huh. but also within that sometimes um could be shuffle as I played sports. I played yeah. sports year round. Yep. So there's this idea of what your body mm. is supposed to do mm. or supposed to look like right. when you play sports. When I ran yeah. track. I played basketball. Yeah. And so, you know, when I first started, and then I also, I did dance before right. all of that. I did ballet. And like ballet is a very, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, the way that yeah. the school like I went to was a very mm. white based. Yeah format of like your body is like this is what the, your physique is supposed to look like this right. is what your so your body is supposed to do mm-hmm. and i would say i didn't um i don't think i ever really like internalized anything um i would also say like in in my family i was the not as muscular mm. one or like outside i didn't always look as muscular uh-huh. like um i could put on muscle easy yeah. but like my other siblings they just looked yeah. very muscular uh-huh. so there was this um maybe my own internalizing of like trying to get my body sometimes to be that way or yeah. look that way but i think once i got to college um yeah and I, again i think college opens your eyes to a so lot to so many things yeah. and yeah. being able to see so yeah. many bodies yeah. able to do so many things yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, there was less pressure of like, you need your, your body has to perform in this way all the time. Right, right, right. And I do think though, with that, after having kids, that of Mm. course brings up things like my body is not able to do the same thing that it used to, or look the same way that it was. And so exploring what that means, am I still happy about my body? Do I still like my body? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I like my body. She bad. She bad. She bad. She bad. There are like days where I have to be of like, course, yeah. Well, that looks a little different. Yeah, right, right. <laughs> that don't look like I thought it was gonna look in my head when I said that's what I wanted to wear today. Yeah, no, I yeah, I hear you. I mean, and being proud. Yeah. Um. Right, because they're especially around um birthing people. Mm. 
this snapback idea, this idea of going well, back to something. And yes, kudos to anyone who, right. who's who's pleasure comes from being able to mold their body for back sure. to what yeah, that is. Yeah, no, for sure. But then also kudos to those of us who are kind of like, I'm going to settle into this new body mm-hmm. and kind of figure out what makes sense for it. Yeah, 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 yeah. Both of those take a lot of hard work on the brain and the body. Absolutely. Yeah, no, for sure. I mean, I think, yeah. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I, you know, I've talked, I've talked about it before in other like uh, episodes and stuff too, but like, I've always, I've always been body conscious. Like I've Mm -hmm. never really had a, there have been longer stints in my life where I have been unhappy or like insecure about my body than, than the other, you Mm -hmm. know, than the opposite Yeah. end of that. Um, but uh, you know, I'm, I'm, it's like a constant work in progress. Like, and I think, you know, a lot of it for me was because I grew up obviously around a predominantly white area, too. And, like, I had hips and, and boobs and, like, stuff in, like, fourth grade, fourth and fifth grade. And so mm-hmm. my body was kind of, like, adultified yeah. before I was actually an adult. Like, I'm a whole-ass child. Yeah. And y'all are out here just treating me like <laughs> like I'm an adult. Like, yeah. I should know shit. Like, and getting disappointed when I don't know things because in your mind, I'm, like, 15, yeah, but like, I'm actually in fifth grade. Right. Right. Like, so it's just one of those things where and we're and we're going to have a whole podcast talking about the adultification of black children. So I don't want to get too deep into that. But like, that's just kind of like my experience. It started very early for me. Um, and then as you get into like the sex side of things, because I was like considered this exotic you mm-hmm. know, person to white people, it was like, oh, well, she must know how to do things that other people don't like sexually. It's yeah. Like, Y'all, I grew up in the same fucking area as you. I know we had the same sex ed class. <laughs> we sat next to each other. What makes you think? That I innately know more right. about sex. Right. It was because of my body. Mm-hmm. Right? Because I had hips, because I had thighs, because yeah. I had boobs. And so it was just assumed that, like, okay, well, with that comes a maturity of, like, right. you've already had sexual experiences. When, in fact, I had not. Right. <laughs> and I did not know anything about my body. Right. Right? Or how it was, you know, able to function. Like, I didn't, I didn't know necessarily about masturbation in high school. I mean, I know that, like rubbing on a certain part of my body felt good at the time i didn't know it was the clitoris but that's what it was yeah but like there was guilt around that because there's no promotion of like yes please touch your vulva right or even the word vulva shit right i didn't even hear the word vulva until college because i became a sex educator <laughs> like you know a lot of the stuff that i know is because i was in i was in this field in 2005 yeah so like you know for me, it's like I learned because I learned how to educate other people. And so, therefore, I kind of gave myself sex ed, you know, because yeah. it was like, well, nobody else is going to talk to me about this shit. Right. You know, so it's just really funny. Like, the more that I learn about orgasms, it's like, damn, I just learned about the corgasm like five months ago. Listen, I mean, it makes sense. I, I Like, as a as somebody who's like all in the world of orgasms, stuff, like I, I get it. I probably should have already thought about it. I'm surprised I didn't know about it already. <laughs> But it's like, damn, that's an actual whole yes. ass category of like, yes, corgasm. It's got a whole ass name. <laughs> I'm 35 years old and just now finding out about it, probably because I don't fucking work out. Stop. <laughs> that's why I'm not, because I'm not in the world of that. Like, that's just not my. Well, that's I not, never heard of that's it. That's not my ministry. <laughs> so you know, right? So it's like I'm constantly learning myself, right? So then. It, you know, it's just one of those things where, like, the body is so... There are so many things that we don't know about the body that right. we're continuously learning. And, you know, there's so much that we don't know about the brain, which is actually the biggest sexual organ that we have. You know, and so I think I think it's just important to, you know, think about all sides of, you know, like, a holistic idea of our sexuality includes all of these things, like, all-encompassing, right. Right? right? And it not only impacts how we think about our own bodies and our own sexual experiences, but then how we think about the way that our bodies interact with other people right? in those instances, right. too. Right. And so, but if we don't know how to communicate with ourselves first, then we can't effectively communicate with other people. Right. And so then we just out here having bad sex for years. Right. Because we were never encouraged to be curious with our own bodies. Exactly. So, you know, it's like, Please be curious. Touch yourself. Figure out what worked. Shit. Well, and I think take that's it a little such... bit at a time. Even start with your clothes on if it makes you anxious. I don't care. We can do this. Like we'll work but through that's it together. Such a good point though about then being able to take from your own body to interact with somebody yeah. else. Like yeah, sensory for me in the brain yeah. is so like that's why I said I could never like be the person who has a kissing orgasm. Like I can hear the sounds <laughs> yeah. of kissing. I got you. Yeah. <laughs> That ain't everybody's jam, and man. So, oh, that yeah. 
Yeah. There's just no way I can we get ain't my trying brain. To, we ain't, let's be clear. We ain't yucking nobody's yum right. here. This is just Please, moral sensory just stuff. Me and my sensory yeah. issues. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Around that. And then, like, being able to then, like, be with someone and tell them, like, uh-huh. I want to kiss you, but I also, that but noise. But I also, like, don't want to hear it. <laughs> can we silent kiss? Can we figure out how to do that? Yeah. Or put some music uh, on just, so like, I don't hear yeah, you. Yeah, like, things that you're also learning yeah. out about your body. Yeah. Like, the way that it looks when you then interact with someone uh-huh. else. And yeah. Just, all, like, the brain. Yeah. Like trying to constantly tell your brain you're safe. You're okay. Absolutely. Yeah. This and is I, fine. And I, you know, I think that's the biggest thing, right? Is like, it, it, you know, it's hard. It's hard, for, at least for me. And I, and I, in the 15, 16 years that I've been doing this across the board, this is something that, you know, when I, especially I talk to black women a lot about sex. And so my, my expertise is in black women and mm-hmm. we all have an issue kind of turning shit off to be able to be in the moment. Yeah. Right. And it doesn't matter at what stage of our life that we are in. It doesn't matter it's it's always just hard to kind of shut that switch off right. and then be in the moment like it just takes a minute and so you know then it's not only like okay i gotta shut i gotta shut all these like to-do lists and these things that like <laughs> i know that i need to get done i'm in the moment i'm here but then also now you've got to be like okay i'm safe enough to be able to let my guard down mm-hmm. to feel and again this doesn't matter if you've been with somebody for the first time or five years or 10 years or 15 years the consistent need to feel safe exists the entire time that you're with somebody. Mm-hmm. Anytime that you're being intimate with somebody, you have to remind your body that you're safe. Right. Like right. It, and, and and so that's a process for some people. Yeah. Right. And so it's just really interesting to kind of see how the brain interacts with things and like, you know, how we kind of process stuff because it's it. And some people think that they internalize that and they think it's something's wrong with them right. because they can't get in the moment or because they can't experience an orgasm or because they feel like, you know, their drive is diminished or something. But it's really just like for some people, it, regardless of, you know, your, you know, gender or genitalia or whatever, it's hard for some people to just get out of their own fucking right. head. Right. And whether you're doing it intentionally or not is a whole nother thing. Right. Right. And that's why sex therapists exist. And that's why. <laughs> I do a lot of reading. <laughs> I'm reading a book right now called Come As You Are, and it's really helping me kind of figure out, like, how to, like, what my, she uses the terms of, like, accelerators and inhibitors, I think, mm. are the two things. And so kind of figuring out, like, what gets you aroused and what gets you excited, but then what also prevents you from really truly feeling safe enough yeah. to experience those things can be working against each other at the same time. So kind of being aware of what your things are so you can try to be in a space that, support your accelerants more than right you, right you know so i'm just kind of learning about that type of stuff and i think even for me now you know two kids in a new body pandemic like there's a lot of things that i'm learning about myself that i right. can't get out of my head like in the moment to experience like pleasure in a way that right. i'm used to and so it's all a journey you know you know everything is learning like i said everything is fluid everything is a damn like ebb and flow <laughs> That's going to be the name of this fucking episode. David Michael, know it now. Ebb and flow while you out here editing. Ebb and motherfucking flow. Yeah, because I mean, that's really what it is. That's really what life is, is a bunch of ebb and flow stuff, you know. And so the one thing that I kind of want to bring it back to some of the work that you do where we've been talking about orgasms and talking about just like kind of vaginal health and like kind of, mm-hmm. you know, appreciating that. I also want to talk about lube at some point. So don't let me forget. Okay. That. But right now we're going to talk about pelvic floor therapy. I want you to kind of break that down for me a little yes. bit. Yes. Now me I what am not is. a pelvic floor oh, therapist. No, 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 I'm no, no, no. This know, is, yeah, 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 they no. don't. Right. No, not a pelvic, <laughs> not a pelvic floor therapist. But she got experience knowing <laughs> kind of an idea of what it is. Yes. Um. Yeah, so. <laughs> um. Yes. Pelvic floor health in general is something that many people don't think about uh-huh. until they're in a situation where they need right. a pelvic floor therapist. Yeah, right. And if, especially for those people who are um, carrying children in their wombs or are birthing children, whether that be vaginally uh-huh. or through um, a surgical birth, your pelvic floor holds a lot of that weight during pregnancy. Yeah. Um, it does a lot. I mean, it does a lot of work in general right. for us without even being pregnant. Yeah. Um, but with, like holding life it does a lot of work and there's a lot of strain um when you're pushing or when things are shifting or throughout the pregnancy that can then impact your your pelvic floor and for many of us you know all we hear is like oh after you have a baby you might pee yourself when you Mm, laugh mm. you are not supposed to do that (laughs) 
what is not supposed to happen. Right, right, right. So a pelvic floor therapist is kind of going to help assess what your pelvic floor looks like, Mm -hmm. ways to support your pelvic floor. Um, I know another thing that a lot of people hear about the pelvic floor is Kegels. Oh, yeah. Kegels are great. We're going to talk about those in a Um, second. They're great, but not everybody should be doing them. Oh, right. Yeah. I am one of those people who should not be doing doing Kegels all the time because I actually hold a lot of my stress Uh in my pelvic floor. And so when that happens, I have... I can mm. have painful sex. Mm-hmm. I can feel mm-hmm. really tense in that area. Yep. And so my public floor therapist was like, you going to need to do stretching. Right. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. So being able Absolutely. to have someone to kind of talk through all of that. For sure. Um, was wonderful. And then, I mean, there are even before that, like if you are someone who hasn't carried life, but you are finding that you're having discomfort yeah. or pain. Absolutely. Or something else in your public floor, you can still get help from a pelvic floor therapist. Of course, yeah, yeah. They're definitely not just for people who have been pregnant or who have had kids or it's for anybody who's having pelvic floor issues in general. And yes, Laurel brings up a very good point. I was going to talk about Kegels, but it is important to say that not everybody is able or should be doing Kegels on a consistent basis because it is not, you know, it's important to know your body enough to kind of know when shit feels uncomfortable. And Laurel's body, you know, sharing this experience is one of those that maybe some of you can relate to or be like, oh, shit, maybe that's what's been going on with my body this whole Mm -hmm. time. I've been thinking that I need to do Kegels, and it's actually the Kegels that are kind of fucking me up a little bit. So, you know, I think it's it's important just to, you know, maybe kind of like if you're having issues, just talk to somebody and assess, like, what your options are. Right. right? And I mean, it never hurts to talk to somebody. I didn't even know it was an option until I have a great, um, I had a great, OBGYN, mm-hmm. we were doing a pelvic floor, uh, uh, pap smear, uh-huh. and I was just telling her about some of the issues I was having, and she yeah. didn't examine. She was like, you know, it there seems to be some injury mm-hmm. here. Yeah, you can see a pelvic floor therapist, and I was like, what oh, they that's do? A, that's a, what they do? <laughs> <laughs> what that is? Who that is? <laughs> what they do? Um, yeah, and no. so I will make sure that. There's a couple of sites people can go to yes, to actually please. find local great. ones. I can put that in the uh, um, in the description. But yeah, here. it is yeah. a great way to take care of your and i am a type of person who i am now in a place of like being preventative rather than reactive is the yeah. way you should go you could even just go to just see yeah right What's right going yeah. On? yeah yeah am i good yeah am i good are we good am i good to do these things right. yeah 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 right it doesn't have to be just yeah. because you're having an issue Absolutely. or something comes up yeah yeah it's all i mean you know vaginal health is is important in general while we are here you know vag- vagina appreciation day is a great way to talk about this again i understand it ain't it's not being posted on that day but it's being recorded on that day so it's relevant y'all trust me okay um (laughs) so anyway and plus like we could talk about vaginas whenever we want because they're amazing um but you know it's very important to you know just kind of know like what what your body is going through you know one second yeah no problem um so one of the things that um you know, I definitely wanted to talk about is lube. So I know a lot of people, you know, starting to be like, but I'm a waterfall. Like, I don't need additional help. I'm already out here. Like, he's swimming in it. Those sorts of things. I hear it a lot. <laughs> Let's be clear. There's a difference between your natural your natural lubrication, which you could have an abundance of it. And if that's the case, then congratulations. I'm really happy for you. Um, but there's also some benefits to having, uh, you know, a synthetic lube. So like a water-based lube is good for everyday use. So with that, you know, you can use it during sex. You can use it with silicone toys. You can use it for all those things. And the point of lube is to protect your vaginal you know, your vagina, right? And because when you're having sex, there's friction and little tears exist, Mm. like, you know, happen, like your skin is real sensitive in there. And so if you've ever like peed right after you've had sex and you kind of have like a stinging and you don't really know what's going on, that's what it is. It's like the little cuts that have kind of happened from the friction of penetration. Um, And so if you are, if you are somebody who has penetrative sex, whether it's, you know, through a vagina or an anus or whatever, lube is always a great thing because lube is saving lives out here in these streets. So you've got water-based and you've got silicone-based. Silicone is like a wear and tear. That's what I call that. So like you can do multiple rounds of sex with silicone. You can use water. You can do water play with that because water won't wash it away. Um, Water-based, you obviously cannot use around water because water will take it off. Um, and there is probably going to be some sort of like reapplying that happens with water-based lube if you're trying to do multiple rounds or, you know, sometimes your body just, you know, is a little more porous and it soaks up the lube faster. So, but Uber Lube is a really good company. I'll put a link for that in the um, description of the podcast too. So, I mean, while we are here just talking about vaginal health, I just felt like we needed to put a little, put it a in little there. plug a little in plug. there because lube saves lives, honey. Okay. 
So yeah, I mean, I feel like we covered a vast, uh, yeah. you know, I like a it. vast topic <laughs> of <laughs> a vast range of topics. Maybe I feel like we had some fun. You know, you good? I like, enjoy you, myself. Yeah. I enjoy myself. <laughs> Our minds clear. You got some things right? you want to say. I mean, this is your platform right now, boo. So let's get it. You know, let's talk uh, about it. You got some questions no, you want answered? Listen, or? I just want people to. <laughs> Be open about what's going on. Yeah. There are so many layers, like you said, to yeah. our our sexual journeys. Yeah. Uh-huh. And I just want people to have to feel like they have the freedom to explore whatever that looks like for that day. Yeah. Because I feel like yeah, yeah. every day it shifts. Yep. Um, Shit, it shifts from the morning to the evening. <laughs> right. <laughs> shifts from hour to right. hour. Like and it's, just being you know. able to feel good yeah. about that and explore yep. and, and know that they always have options. Yeah absolutely absolutely and that you got uh, a great sex educator right here right because i go to her to answer any and all questions go to her that you, that you may I, i'm learning <laughs> i learned today i learned today <laughs> oh this is the one th- wait wait the one thing we was gonna talk about oh oh that's we're right. gonna talk about the new team members yes yes all right these are the new team members y'all I'm so excited. They're so beautiful. Look at them. I'm trying. I'm I, at at this moment on April 23rd at noon. <laughs> when we when we are recording, I'm still struggling for a name for this amazing duo. This is what I'm playing around with. Big Red. Right. 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 And what are we playing around with the brown? What you Chocolate say? Mystique. Chocolate Mystique. Like, don't that just sound nice? I like that. Big mm-hmm. Red and Chocolate Mystique. I mean, they sound like X Men. <gasps> Ooh. They do sound like Oh my like god, maybe X-Men. I should give them like capes. <gasps> oh Yes. Oh my yes. god, y'all. Maybe we could do like a whole comic with them. <laughs> they about to be a superhero team. Yes. Look at look at the ancestors just working. I like it. You know, they a superhero <laughs> team duo. And then of course we got Juicy out here trying to say today. Hopefully y'all can see all of these. I don't right. even know if this is in the shot, but whatever. We'll get... I we'll mean, if, you, if you're listening to this, you're not right. going to see them anyway. Go right. to the YouTube channel and, and look at what you're talking about. What we're talking about. But uh, uh, yes, Big Red, Chocolate Mystique. Mm-hmm. They're going to have capes. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, Juicy. And Vivian around here, too. But Vivian about to get an upgrade. My, my ball, my ball, you remember Vivian, don't you? No. Vivian. I ain't seen oh, Viv. I'm going to show you Viv when we get off the... Because I don't know where she at. She hiding. <laughs> She just need a little upgrade. We gonna okay, get it. Okay, okay. I got I got my girl Steph making me a new one here. We gonna <laughs> play around with some fabric and see what see where see where we land. So Viv about to be Viv 2.0 for okay. those who know about Vivian okay. the Volvo puppet. She about to be out here Viv, rocking Viv. it. Big changes coming over here at Happy Sex Talk. Um, but yeah, no. I thank you so much for coming. Thank today. you for having me. I feel like we I feel like we helped some people maybe. If, one, we helped, if, if we helped one person, each other, we, we did. We, so we succeeded. we succeeded. Even if everyone listens to this and be like, "Yeah, I got nothing from it," we helped each other. Damn it! That's I learned. Boom. Today I learned with a T. Okay. I learned today. <laughs> well, we. I mean, we got to ride out to yes, ready or yes, not, right? Yes. yes. It just it just feels appropriate. <laughs> so we gonna uh, we gonna let y'all rock out to this, and um, I appreciate y'all coming back to listen to another week of Okay, Keep It Sexy. I want y'all to, um, you know. Make make sure that you keep it as sexy in these streets until I see you again next week. And uh, if you've got some comments or anything, put them down below. If you want a YouTube um, podcast, we play on Apple and Spotify. So let me know if you fill in the content. If you got something you want me to talk about, if you got questions for me or Laurel, let us know. I obviously talk to her often, so <laughs> we can get back to you with answers. Um, So, yeah, thank y'all for coming through today. We appreciate you. Keep it sexy. We'll see you next time. Let's see where we at. Yeah. I play my enemies like a game of chess where I rest. No stress and smoke sets less. I must confess, my destiny's manifest. Sex and love.